This is officially one takes one takes uh, territory right now. Okay, we're live, pal. You need to get all your daughtry out now. We're live, pal. Get everything out. I'm good. Welcome to Viewers Choice After Dark 2023 New Year New Us New No So NorthSouthConnection.com uh, NorthSouthConnection podcast listening audience. It's Tim and Marcus back hey, again. That's me. That's us and us. And you. look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who thought we'd be here? Who thought? Um, back doing the yeoman's work, getting that, burning that midnight oil, um, working the, the hard shift for JT, you know, the North-South connection, the quadipods, they're out, you know, they're doing the hard, they're doing the easy stuff. They're doing the go to, go to San Antonio and drink frozen beverages and, and meet wrestlers and argue about wrestling themes. What do Marcus and I do? We sit here and watch the Royal Rumble live from the comfort of our own home. Uh, With this Mountain Dew pitch black. <laughs> Let me just... Sounds of freedom right here. Yeah. yeah you heard that. Clink me. You can't just... Oh, how sorry. dare you. What's wrong with that? Product placement ASMR syndrome here. But um, if it's your first time listening to Viewer's Choice or joining us here, we'll tell you that what we're here to do is to give you the must-watch, the must-skip, and who the MVP of the event is. That's not to say that um, something that we say is must-watch is good, and it's not to say something that we say is must-watch is bad, but it's a it's an entertainment factor. It's an entertainment thing. It's entertainment, and it's and the investment of time. That's right, and uh, time is of the essence, mm-hmm. because uh, I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've had three Mountain Dew pitch blacks. My, I'm fighting yeah. my body's race with time. Um, I feel as though um, I am Kenny from the South Park movie, and my heart has been replaced with a baked potato, and I have about three seconds to live. But what we have more time to talk about is the happenings, the ongoings of the fourth WrestleMania from San An- or the fourth Royal Rumble rather from San Antonio and the third from the Alamo Dome. That's right. Um, Marcus, it's a very easy card to run down. I don't even know if I need Wikipedia. Or oh. I don't know if we need Wikipedia, mm-hmm. most trusted source. Gonna drop my usefulness right here. I mean it's not drop your usefulness. Okay. It's the one thing I offer the podcast, but Well you you probably don't need it either. Yeah, I don't know. But we start off with a banger. Do we? The Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. In name, yes. We do start off with the We bang. start off with the Men's Royal Rumble. We follow that up with the Mountain Dew Pitch, pitch black, black Match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, Marcus, you know what uh, Bray Wyatt and Mountain Dew Pitch Black have in common? What's that, Tim? They're only available for a limited time. Oh, baby. Uh, we follow that up with the Raw Women's Championship Match, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. That's correct. And then we get the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then we get the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship match of all matches as Kevin Owens, the chicken, fights Roman Reigns, Peter Griffin, one more time at the Royal Rumble. Uh, And let's just get right into it. I don't want to belabor the point. We're already three and a half minutes into this podcast, and I feel like we've taken much too long I need to talk out loud into a microphone about the main event segment, the uh, match, and the afterworks. And when we say main event, 
if you've not watched, we're not talking about the Royal Rumble match because neither Royal Rumble match closed the show. Yeah, we gave you the card run right, right. right before so we what got closed the, What closed the show, which is not unprecedented, but uncommon for Royal Rumbles. At was, least lately. Right, was the Universal title match. Um, but Tim, sounds like you got some uh, talk therapy to do here. So It's not even talk therapy. It's just, <sighs> I am a wrestling fan rooted as a WWE fan. And we have said it on numerous occasions that when WWE is great, there is nothing better. There is nothing. It's it's like Coca-Cola is good, but Coca-Cola from McDonald's hits different. Mm-hmm. WWE's all right. But when WWE does everything right, they are untouchable god tier on a run. Mm-hmm. And the bloodline is that. I am I am probably the only person on the North South Connection who believes, or not even the North South Connection. I'd go so far as to say the quadipods between the place to be, the Jenny position, the North South Connection, place to be pop. I'm the only person who believes that Roman Reigns is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. I don't need a full body of work to recognize that what I'm watching right now is the greatest that's ever going to happen. It's recognizing LeBron is the best of all time while he's still playing. I don't need, like, people are acknowledging LeBron right now, and he's 150 points away from beating Kareem, something along those lines. Not to timestamp the, not to timestamp the pod, but he is in striking distance Mm -hmm. of the all-time scoring lead, or all-time scoring record. And now, people are saying, well, LeBron's the greatest of all time. And it took him to get to this point. What else does Roman Reigns have to do? Roman Reigns went out tonight, had a great, maybe even better than great, match against, I would say, could possibly be a top three rival of Roman Reigns. Without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, I would say Roman Reigns' best in-ring rival. I think that there's other rivals that he has that maybe give him more outside of the ring. Like, I think there's always going to be that friction between Roman and Bray that will have been there before, and there's a lot of historical stuff with that. I think Braun Strowman is also a very good fool for Roman Reigns. But for the entire package, it's Kevin Owens. Mm. So they went out tonight. They had a much different match than all their other matches. The storytelling, people talk about storytelling, the storytelling's off the charts. It looked like a struggle. It looked like a fight. Mm -hmm. It looked like you were fighting for something. They were fighting for something. They were fighting for family. Both people fighting for family, and the family is Sami Zayn. The match, though, as great as the match was, and it was great, and it's must-watch. Literally, I have not been moved... As a wrestling fan, in a segment to close out any show, any event, like I was tonight at the Alamo Dome, at the Royal Rumble, with the dissection of Kevin Owens, the decision-making of Sami Zayn, and the ramifications that were felt throughout the bloodline. 
I don't know how much spoil how how far into spoiler territory we want to go. Um, I feel like we're the only pod on the North South Connection that's actually going to talk Royal Rumble in a timely manner. Yeah. So, if we want, do we want to talk spoilers? Uh, let's just talk about it. Let's, let's okay. talk about it here. So, if you have not, by all means, like let me say this now. This is worth going. Like this is the most most must see thing I think we've covered on viewers' choice yes. to date. Yes, this is all time a number one best in the world most yes. must see. So if you haven't seen the Rumble, and a lot of people, wrestling fans or not, they watch the Rumble. So if you're listening to this, you probably already saw it. But for those offshoots. People who work the midnight shift and they listen to us to kind of gauge where things are. Pause it. Fast forward a little bit. Maybe like five, six, seven minutes. Come back and we'll still be here. But from here on out, we're talking spoilers about the main event segment. Okay? How they connected the bloodline to the shield to me was next level. Like, it's a small thing, but that's what makes great long-term storytelling great. It's the interconnective tissue that you can link stories together. Roman handing the chair to Sammy. After the match, the beatdown on Kevin. The handcuffing to the ropes. The Usos beating the dog out of Kevin Owens. And Roman going to strike him down with the chair. And Sammy cuts him off. So already, you and I were sitting next to each other. And we're just biting. We're there. Every step. Right, we're hooked. We're hooked. And Sammy talks him out of doing, like, landing the kill shot. And Roman says, you're right. It shouldn't be me. It should be you. And he offers the chair to Sammy. And does even before Roman gets in Sammy's face and starts touching him and laying hands on Sammy, the small, subtle, like Sammy's targeting, Sammy's stance with the chair, mm-hmm. you don't know who he's lining up for. And you start to get the doubt. And then when Roman pushes him over the edge... And the swing happens. The only other thing I can think of to recall it to, and you didn't watch this, but I feel like there's a, a big cross-section of wrestling fi- of, of, of listeners to this show and listeners of the North-South Connection would get this. This feels very much like a Walking Dead Negan situation. Okay. Sammy gets out of line. Somebody's got to pay. Um, he cracks Roman. And as soon as he cracks Roman, you and I, jaws dropped. And, like, that's not even where the storytelling gets good. Yeah, because he drops Roman with the chair. And he knows that he is outnumbered and outgunned and what is about to happen. And he, like, turns and looks to the Usos as if to say, 
I know what you have to do. I did what I had to do. I shot first. And now it's your turn. And he said, I'm sorry. Right. He said he was sorry. And that covers so much ground. Right. Because it's a breach of trust. And that's where we get into the next layer. Who is the first person to attack Sammy? It was Jimmy. The person who was the first person to have Sammy's back in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. The first one who lets him in is the first one to jump him out. The second is Solo, who always does the bidding of the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't move? Jey Uso did not move a muscle. He... The right hand man mm-hmm. of the bloodline. The man, the only person, the only other person to step to the tribal chief. Right. And you see the conflict in Jay's face. Because you can tell that while Jay was the hardest nut to crack to get Sammy into the bloodline, Jay, you feel the love that Jay has for Sammy. A personal loyalty. Yeah. Jay put his put his everything into Sammy from the trial. And Sammy put everything into getting Jay as well. Right. Yeah. And Jay walks out on the bloodline. Doesn't say it doesn't say where he's going. It could be a conflict. You can tell there's an inner struggle. There's so much meat on the bone still. And we've we and we've torn into a big piece of the meat tonight. Yeah. Um like what's your thoughts? We we've kind of laid it all out there. Oh, yeah. Going off what you said, um like is this the greatest thing? Is there something else that's great? This is as good as wrestling has been ever. So whatever those moments are for you, whether it's uh, the horse, the, the the horseman breaking Dusty's leg in the cage, uh, in the Omni, whether that's the attack uh, on Dusty in the parking lot, um, whatever it is that those top angles or moments are for you, this has now joined uh that listing like this is in that company and if you even specify to just WWE this is Hogan Savage this is blood from a stone this is um warrior savage yeah uh, like, this is undertaker kane yeah this is as good um as anything that they've ever done and you can debate, you know, what's better, this or that. Like, this is elite all-time great stuff. It has cracked that Hall of Fame. Um, and so you're, you'd just be comparing greatness to greatness. Like It's kind of like the five-time hosts thing from Saturday Night Live. Right. Where it's like, everybody's been a host, but only like a certain number of people have been five-time hosts. And you get the jacket, yeah. and then you're in the club. Right. That's what this is. Yeah. And... What what is the best and what's not going to be the best will always come down to the 
the age-old competition of recency bias versus legacy bias. Mm-hmm. When were you the biggest fan? Right. When, like, I've never really fallen out of WWE. I've been dyed in the wool my entire time. And so I was just as passionate about the WWE as a kid during the Attitude Era, as I was during the Ruthless Aggression Era, as I was during the Affliction Era, as I was during PG, and now. And so I take everything as heightened as I can. Um, uh, the, the other thing for me is there's still so many different directions for this to go. Uh, whether it's Sammy and KO getting together, um, whether it's Sammy, Kevin, and Jay, um, whether it's it's the, the core bloodline, there's just so many different directions that they can continue to go, and it's it's taken a lot to gain our faith and confidence that like they're not going to mess this up and I still don't have like 100% but like this is as sure as I've been about like okay like this isn't getting messed up um and they keep you guessing and the fact that like Roman continued to beat down Sammy with the chair which is exactly what Kevin Owens said was going to happen um back in the build up to a uh, Survivor Series going into the War Games match Kevin Owens said it was going to be with a chair. Um, the thing that bothered me about it, and as we talked privately uh, and, and amongst friends uh, in the build-up to the Rumble in the last couple of days, um, you know, what's going to what's WrestleMania going to look like? What was this match going to look like? What was the fallout of this match going to look like? There seems to be not to use WWE terminology, but there is a massive roadblock on this road that I am personally bothered by. I'm torn. And we'll get to... We, we, this is a perfect segue. Yeah. The roadblock is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes to our must skip. Oh boy, do I have some feelings about this one. Um, I'm going to be as analytical as possible, okay? The fan in me, as a Cody Rhodes fan, I love this for Cody, okay? Cody gets his rumble, he gets his opportunity. There's that word There's again. that word again. But, this men's rumble, not very good. Uh, this is Shades of the 20, or the 2002 rumble. This is the shades of the 2016 Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H's grubby little fingerprints are all over this. Um, I didn't... Marcus and I, you and I, we talked about it during the show. During the event. We'll talk about it now. You have much stronger feelings. I have similar feelings. But um, we both agree that the structure of the Rumble was wrong. Um, I think that there was smaller things they could have done to tweak it to make it right. Um, 
But like, what 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 was your biggest prop, or what were some of your biggest problems with the men's rumble match? I thought the intensity of the rumble match peaked uh, about halfway through, with Brock Lesnar being in there, um, and getting dumped out by Lashley, and from that point on, it was another forty minutes of. Just a drag uh, of a match. Um, it just it felt like it was pulling a sled behind it. Um, I don't have a problem with Cody winning. Um, <laughs> we said in the uh, the No So group chat, uh, you know, a podcast that eventually come out. Um, this was a, a chalk Royal Rumble. Um, there was there was one apparent winner. There was no need to outthink it. Um, but the way that they went about it was so uninspired, unoriginal, unmoving. If I had any faith in them to actually make this part of Cody's character, where he is blissfully unaware that he was born on third and thinks he hit a triple, um, and legged one out at that, uh, it's not a stand-up trickle. Um, for Cody to come in at number 30 after Lesnar and Lashley um, and Rey Mysterio never even got in the match, um, after Edge, after the big stars of the match were already in and eliminated, and for the anticipation to be building for Cody... It was just uninspiring. Uh, And I think with Cody, the best way with Cody is to do the most obvious thing with Cody in booking. This American Nightmare character, this iteration of Cody, he's a little campy, he's corny. But the best way to do that and to handle that is, I think, with what they've been doing so far, which is just hitting all the cliches in his booking and making him a cliche top WWE superstar. Um, But to have him come in at number 30 after they've had Brock come in at number 30, I just feel like number 30 and like the late entries, like it has been done to death and it's just uncreative. And I realize I'm asking this company to be creative, which is not something that they enjoy doing uh, outside of the bloodline. But there's 29 other numbers like, he couldn't have come in at, like, 22 and done a little bit of work. 25. Like, just coming in at 30, it was just so disappointing. It was lazy, uninspiring, unmoving. I didn't care for it at all. There was, I thought, zero tension, um, zero doubt, zero even stake to Cody winning. Um because when all the stars are eliminated, there's no intrigue, there's no possibility of him losing. So you're just waiting for him to get out there uh, and, and take it home. And then the match just dragged and dragged and dragged, uh, you know, maybe for the purpose of getting the uh, all-time Rumble endurance record off of Daniel Bryan uh, slash Bryan Danielson. Which I, I will say and correct it, he didn't. Okay. Um, he's a couple of minutes short. Okay. He got the traditional rumble. Sure, cleared that by a mile. Um, like you know, 10 minutes. Yeah, so, you know, great performance for Walter, Gunther. Um, 
But yeah, as far as the code man goes, no problem with him winning. It's just the way they went about it was boring. And I didn't like it. And whew, um, after what we saw tonight, good luck. Because how WrestleMania could be anything other than Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns one-on-one uh, for the for the title, I don't understand. And people are making an obvious comparison to, well, this is like WrestleMania 30 when the crowd wanted Brian. Um, this is different. This is different because Brian was never announced for the Rumble match. The participants were announced for the match. Everybody knew that Ray was left to come out at number 30. Like, this is not, uh, uh, that. Like, this is worse. This is worse. Like, they know. They know how, how well this storyline is going and how long it's been cooking. And they've had time to prepare and to build this thing to a climax at WrestleMania. And granted, they have two nights. Uh, so who knows what they're going to do with that. And then there's the split the belt talk. Don't get me started on that. Well, that's what I was going to get at. Is that, you know, the, the silver line or the, the light at the end of the Cody tunnel is Cody's story has been winning the title that his father didn't win. Mm-hmm. Cody has 0.0 interest in the Universal Championship. He wants the WWE title. If he makes that intention clear, it opens up the, the situation for Elimination Chamber, which is the next stop on the WWE PLE roadmap. What is Elimination Chamber for? If Cody declares he wants the WWE title, it empowers Adam Pierce or whoever to say, okay, Cody wants Roman for the WWE title, but Roman has two titles and there's two nights of WrestleMania. So Elimination Chamber sets up who will face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. And... It could very well be, the match could very well be, Kevin, Sammy, Solo, Jimmy, Jay, and a sixth. And, like, people are playing defense to keep the title away from... It's basically keep the title away from Kevin and Sammy. Okay. Not to say that'll be the case, because you'll get Gunther in there. It'll be Gunther, Sheamus, Drew... Kevin, Sammy. I guess my, my problem with, with uh, splitting of the titles, I feel like it's a very much a having your cake and eating it too kind of situation. Right. And if you're going to put somebody over on Roman Reigns, then you put them over on Roman Reigns, and they better have both belts in that closing shot of WrestleMania if that's where this thing is going to blow off. I think this thing is going to fall flat on its face if you try to split up the titles, which have not been presented as different titles. They've been presented as one unified title. This whole entire calendar year now, going, since Wrestle, since last WrestleMania. They have done the same thing with the tag team titles too. Mm-hmm. Until recently. Because right now there is there was a tournament on Raw right. to determine who was the number one contender for the Raw tag titles. Or there was the, the, the tag team turmoil and then the, the tournament on SmackDown. Correct. Right. So they, they have found a way to try to divide the titles 
after there being a time period in which the titles were unified. So all WWE has to do is find a creative way in story in storyline. Again, asking a lot for a company that just had Cody Rhodes uh, return at number thirty and win the Royal Rumble, but well, my problem isn't that Cody came in at thirty, and this is where we'll differ. My problem is that it followed too much of the Triple H playbook of there was no one left in the Rumble that was a legitimate threat to win the Rumble Right. by the time he gets in. The, the people in the ring when Cody Date returns are Logan Paul, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Gunther. Was Ricochet still in? Ricochet. Bronny Strowman's. Um, I think that's it. No, there was like there was like eight people. And others, like that's like that's like it, it's nobody that touches this. Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be it. But Drew and Sheamus, gone. Um, the only people who were probably threats to win the Rumble is Braun Strowman, just by size alone. And, like, he has won a Royal Rumble, granted, Royal Rumble, comma, greatest asterisk. I thought Seth was the only legit uh, Seth was contender really, in there. And he gets unceremoniously eliminated by Logan Paul. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which is going to get us to Logan Paul and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Very athletic contest. It's going to be fun. It, look. Yeah. I have faith in Logan Paul doing his thing in the ring. If he could put on a five-star match with Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia, he's going to put on a six-star match with Seth Rollins in Hollywood, okay? Seven in Tokyo, though? Yeah. Okay. Easy. Um, but the men's Royal Rumble is must-skip. Yeah, without a doubt. The women's Royal Rumble... I would say is more must-watch. Um, sure, there are parts of the Rumble that are non-preferreds. But overall, I feel that match delivers. Do you not agree? It's like comparing fine versus bad. Like, I guess you'd rather take, like, okay over, like, bad. I wasn't blown away. I wasn't overly satisfied. I wasn't, uh, no. It just... I think where, where, my, where my mind is, when we talk about must-watch versus must-skip, it's expectation versus... Expectation going in versus result that you get. My expectation for the men's rumble was higher than the output that I got. Okay. Whereas my expectation for the women's rumble was lower and it exceeded my expectations. I literally had no expectation for the men's Royal Rumble and I was still somehow disappointed. For the women, I would say this met expectation... Uh, d- definitely didn't exceed it, but, uh, you know, this is going to be another one, like, great performance by Rhea Ripley. We were, um, hard on her booking and her handling last year, um, 
because they they managed to take some of that star power away from Rhea Ripley. And once they got her back uh, back up and going, they got her in Judgment Day. Um, they found their legs with that group. She's really uh, reclaimed that star power and has, you know, it's 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 like the old Vince McMahonism, uh, where like he's like, oh, you're over. All right, well I'm gonna like strip you of everything that got you over, and then like bring you all the way down to the ground and then rebuild you. Um, and you're gonna be better than you were before. And like some, sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. But with Rhea Ripley, it's worked. Uh, she was a star on this night. Uh, she's she's got the star power. She's she's got the the in ring command back. Um, she was in charge throughout this whole entire match. Uh, she lived up <laughs> lived up to her moniker of uh, of mommy. Um, there are some other good good uh, star power. In there with uh, Bailey and Becky Lynch in the uh, first half of the match, which I was like very happy with, and they got damage control in there, and they had a good control per, uh, portion during the Rumble. I, I, I guess this is another lazy shortcoming was having Liv uh, and Rhea go one and two, and then like also be the final two. It's a lazy, predictable crutch, and I don't think you know, my my opinions on the Liv Morgan character. I think have been made clear on the podcast. I, I don't think she has that level of fan investment of it for her to go wire to wire. Uh, but she took a, a killer bump off the uh, off the apron for the finish. Um, and yeah, Rhea. This was Rhea's night. Um, I'm happy with that outcome. Not happy that she's she went number one. I don't think she needed to. Um, but also kind of looking at their booking plans, if they wanted somebody who's kind of like constantly the the anchor of the match, right? Like, who's this match gonna who who's gonna keep this match grounded? Who's gonna keep it on track? Who can we book uh, entries around? Like, Rhea was was that force that everything revolved around in the match. And, you know, I guess for her to do that, she had to be at number one, I guess. Um, but even with that, you know, I'm not I'm not crazy that number one and number 31 on on the same night. It just it screams like fake, man. But I don't know. Uh, do you have any problems with it, Mr. Tim? Not really, no. Because I feel like the end justifies the means. Um, I got Asuka back. Yeah, Asuka um, looked dope. Oscar looked dope. Um, I'm probably the only person who's like kind of interested in Nia Jax being back. Um, I think that it was, I feel like it was interesting. Um, that's not to say I'm going to enjoy it a little bit later. Um, for reference, this is also the guy that was excited when Cody came back. It's also the guy who was excited when Karrion Cross came back. So I don't necessarily have the greatest track record. I am very much a captor of the moment. I know how this might also be an indictment on my thoughts of Roman Reigns being the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Yeah. Please don't let my misses impact my hits. <laughs> okay? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Okay? So, I think the I think the women's Royal Rumble was pretty decent. I think it was the better of the two women showings. 
I don't think we should talk about Bianca and Alexa at all. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. But there is something to talk about with the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Yeah. Um, this match rocked. This was dope, man. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed myself. It was fun. I was like, this is this is what pro wrestling should be, man. It was fun. It was glow, Jeff Hardy glow paint. Yeah, it was cool. It was neon colors. Yeah. It existed, like, in and of itself. Like, it didn't didn't offend anything else. It didn't drag anybody else into it. Like, it was fine. Uh, Uncle Howdy might have... <laughs> um, he did something. Uh, Uncle Howdy dropped... Like, you know how your dad goes into dad the pool? Dad elbow. Your, your dad goes into the pool and he's like, Flying elbow smash. And that's what Uncle Howdy did. Um... Off of some uh, structures, shall we say. Some scaffolding, <laughs> if you will. Uh, some oddly placed WrestleMania 17 scaffolding in the middle. Of... 20, 25 feet below on the poor L.A. night. Yeah. Let me talk to you. That was a jump. So that was that was a highlight of the match, probably. Um, and that was post-match, too. Big night for post-match. Stuff. Big match, big night for post-match. I mean, Bray Wyatt debuts the new mask. After the sure. after the show or after that's, the that's true match, too. yeah. Um, all in all, um, the Royal Rumble in its entirety, would you give it a must watch or a must skip? If you had to put it all in a time capsule, uh, oh, all of it <clears throat> must skip. Even the strength of the main event, like is the are the Rumbles that bad that it's not palatable enough to get to Roman Kevin? And the bloodline segment. Man. I mean, I guess it is because we did it, so. Um. We were captive audience. We're contractually obligated by the North-South Connection to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that the rest of the show was not contingent on my enjoyment of the main event. Um, I mean, I, as a whole, though, like, it's the Royal Rumble. It's, it's built off of the strength of the two Royal Rumble matches and... I just, uh, it wasn't for me tonight, man. Um, I'm going to go skip. It just wasn't for me. I'm going to say, this is the one time y'all need to take y'all's daggone medicine. Medicine's good for you. It tastes bad. But afterwards, we're going to go out for ice cream. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens is the best bowl of ice cream you've ever had. And the segment afterwards is all of your favorite ice cream toppings. It's worth it. As they say, as lame high school seniors once said, the tassel is worth the hassle. Hmm. Okay? You can sit through an, a nine-minute Final Two segment in the Men's Royal Rumble. You can sit through some weird Meechin, Shotzi, Blackheart stuff. I can say that. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying I'm going to keep pushing the envelope. If I've offended you, I'm sorry. Blame WWE. Um, but if you can sit through some Mia Yim, uh, Shotzi, Blackheart stuff. Can I not say Shotzi? You can say Shotzi. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. Um, you it, you can sit through Bianca and Alexa. You're good. But getting to the main event, it's worth it all. Your MVP. Is it Sammy? Sam Zayn. Yeah, got to be Sam Zayn on this night, which is crazy on a night where uh, somebody returned from a pectoral 
uh, injury, came back at 30, won the Rumble. Somebody who entered at number one, lasted the whole way, and won. Um, and a person who started number one, made it to the final two, and set the traditional Royal right. Rumble time yeah. record. Um, yeah, it's it's Sam Zayn, man. This was uh, this was his night. As a joke, I'll say that the main of the the MVP of the Royal Rumble is the spokesman oh. for Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Yeah, because without LA Knight's fantastic promo work on Twitter, I would have never cared about Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I would never try it. I would have never cared about Mountain Dew the Pit, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Yeah. Let me talk to you. But um, for me, the actual MVP, I'm going Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, as great as the Sami Zayn stuff was, Roman had to do it in multiple facets. Oh, sure. Yeah. Multiple places. Um, Roman. Roman is still the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. Even though Sami Zayn is... Being a greater agitator. Yeah, I'm changing my MVP vote to uh, Roman as well uh, because Roman displayed <clears throat> the extra level of viciousness that is like rarely seen and drawn from in wrestling. Uh, again, I think there's a lot of horseman comps. Um, it's like, oh, I enjoy the four horsemen, but then they're like doing these vicious beatdowns that exceed uh, what is needed. Uh, and it it's just like oh yeah okay he's he's a bad dude um, it's a bad ombre yeah it uh the the sprinkling of delay onto onto Sammy was great right but of course it's just our just it's our recommendation to you all um, let us know what you think in the comments northsouthconnection.com um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you can there is a bevy of shows to watch, and I do mean watch, on the YouTube channel. Search North-South Connection. Give us a subscribe there. It's our aim to continue to um, provide better content, or not better content, but different varieties of content, whether it's um, recorded video content or live streaming content. We're going to continue to push the envelope, and we appreciate you guys checking in with the video content for... No Holds Barred and WWE War and Wrestling War Zone and Extreme Three Way Dance, um, and more shows really pushing that envelope. Uh, Close Ons and Headlines being one of them as well. Um, but you can find everything that you need for the North South Connection on NorthSouthConnection.com. Um, that's going to be your home, your hub. You can still subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, but uh, NorthSouthConnection.com is the place to be. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can. Uh, follow me at not the toolman, the wrestling speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know. At T and M shows on Twitter for us, for this show, for our other sh- weekly show that we do on the soon to be named network, Final Wrestling Place, where we're going to talk more about the Royal Rumble over there as well. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Uh, you guys could do anything you with your time, and you chose to listen to us, and we appreciate it. The next time we'll be back here is for AEW Revolution. Uh, I believe Elimination Chamber's first. Is it? Yeah. Then we'll be back here for WWE Elimination Chamber, um, and then Revolution, and then WrestleMania. So, uh, 
It's our first time in 2023, but always remember, the choice is yours.